Hi, I'm David. I'm the Dungeon Master. Hi, I'm Paul. Sherlock Gnomes. This is Rob. Playing Talon. This is Sean. Who plays Thaddeus. And this is Josiah, a.k.a. Azir. I want to thank everyone for listening and give a special shout out to all our Patreons out there. Uh, we have a lot of fun making the show for you all, and the truth is, we'd make it even if no one listened. With that said, your feedback and contributions go a long way towards encouraging us to find even more ways to embarrass ourselves for your entertainment. If you get value out of the show, we ask that you think about giving a little value back. One way you can do that is by donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roll to hit. If you'd rather get some loot in exchange for your support, check out our store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash thecommentist where you can get a roll to hit t-shirt of all things. Of course, if you can't afford to part with even a single copper piece, we totally understand. Everyone can help out by rating us on iTunes or sharing the podcast with your friends and network. Thanks for your consideration and now the show. gorgeous water genocide. She's doing this like strip tease with water. All of the fellows are laughing it up. She is clearly not amused. The genocide continues dancing. Talon slaps him in the back of the head. Is there a problem, son? The fuck was that shit? Why don't you treat the lady with some respect? I back him up and say, is there a problem here? As you guys all ready your weapons, one of the guys is just like, tavern bro! <laughs> I'm gonna sweep the leg. Okay. 13. That's a hit. Sweep the leg. And as he's going, he goes sideways. As he falls, you hear a crack as he lands on his neck. Uh, they have actually killed the guys here. All this for a woman. You want to talk to her now? We still got to talk to the captain. He's going to be so pissed off. <laughs> so again, there are some people at tables, people at the bar area. Uh, at the bar with you is the woozy human berserker. There's an elf drinking wine alone. There's a bassinet next to her. There's a gnome sitting alone. She's looking smug as all hell, just staring at all of you. Oh, wait, it's Sherlock. (laughs) (laughs) With a wig. (laughs) And there's a human wearing a necklace with a large symbol on it. She's doodling in some journal. Those are the people at the bar with you. And and the guy behind the bar itself. The guy behind Spike Tail's bar. Did the shopkeeper see this? Can we be like, hey... No, the shopkeeper's in a, a different room. Uh, when, when shit went down, he immediately closed his, his door by putting beads across to stop anyone from. <laughs> um, can I use perception to see the woman's necklace, or do I have to like go over sure. to her? Talon's currently talking to this guy. He just told the guy behind the bar to, for a drink. You have money to buy a drink? How much are they? Two gold pieces. For drinks? That's the best Seriously? drink in town. I'm sorry, I said gold. I meant two copper pieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hell are we drinking? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy him. All right. All right. Are you buying one for yourself as well? Uh, with no. what money? I have, I have, he's coming. Oh, I have yeah. copper pieces. Yeah. Uh, no, I just buy him a drink. Okay. So you're talking to him. You'd be like, yo man, dude, you gotta, you gotta be nice to women, bro. Look, this is how women like you. You beat up guys. Uh, <laughs> you look hot. Uh, and you do everything they say. It's cold. This was actually all a pre-planned <laughs> scenario just to impress the water genocide. <laughs> was that we planted this guy here to be a complete <laughs> dick. And then I come over and, like, save the day. Yeah, I know. Really I've seen good. that movie. It's called Good Luck... No, it's not called Good Luck Chuck. What's it called? They do it in it's, Fresh Prince, It's too. the other Dane Cook abortion of the movie. All of them. <laughs> uh, they do it in Fresh Prince. Talon the White Knight. Yeah. <laughs> You've reached level... <laughs> White, Knight. White Knight level 11. Can I keep track of that somewhere? Yeah. Nice. You gain Fedora. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Tribal tattoo. Uh, so Thaddeus is going to be Thaddeus is going to check out the woman with the necklace. Yes. Uh, let me check. Who's currently who's doodling in some journal? Um, we'll just do this in order. This is all happening at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So Thaddeus, uh, as you get closer, uh, you as a paladin, you you recognize holy symbols. Um, so run a religion check. How do I have negative one religion? Because you have because uh, intelligence. Uh, Worst paladin ever. <laughs> I know, 17. Nice. Uh, nice roll. So you, you walk over to this human wearing the necklace with the symbol on it. She's doodling some journal. The symbol is a spindle with three strands spinning around it. Your religion check knows that that's Istus. It's just uh, one of the gods, one of the god symbols. The human's tapping her quill rapidly on her leg. This rippling multicolored ink blot on her pants indicates she does this often. Without taking the eyes off her page, she sees you coming over. Uh, she just says, four letters. Many have heard me. But nobody has seen me, and I will not speak back until spoken to. She's doing some puzzle, asking for your help. So of all the people to ask, this was the worst. <laughs> we don't, we, the rest of us don't hear no. this. No, yeah. so Sean can figure this in his head. Many have heard me, but nobody has seen me, and I will not speak back until spoken it's to. It's wind, Sean. Wind is the answer. It's four letters. Gold? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, so, well, well, Thaddeus is figuring this out. Well, Thaddeus is figuring this out. What is uh, Sherlock and Azir doing? I guess I'll go talk to the gnome. The Aww. gnome? All right. So, Sherlock, so I'm to the gnome. What are you going to say to him? I say, hello, and then the bird pops out. <laughs> Before you've even done that, he's just looking at you as you walk over. His smirk just grows wider and wider as he sees you coming. His mouth's twitching his lips. He's talking to himself. Uh, and then he just goes and says, uh, hey, what's your nickname? Health food? Because you're low and fat? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Sherlock Gnomes. You look like shit. More like Sherlock Homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Fight, what's, fight, What's fight, your problem, fight. friend? No, I'm fine. What are all these people doing here? <laughs> you got this guy over here. He points to his ear. Just think of a riddle. Uh, what's, what's long and blue? What? The drow unemployment line. <laughs> <laughs> you, you drows have to be the laziest like goddamn race on the planet, except for this half-orc over here. Hey, a drow and a half-orc jump off a cliff. Who wins? Who? Society. <laughs> <laughs> I hit him in the face with the hammer. <laughs> wow. All right. We just started. We just started. Let's just murder the tavern. All right. Assholes in this town. 15. Uh, you clock him straight across the jaw with a fist. He goes, ow, what the fuck, man? Stop being racist. I'm just making jokes. <laughs> he's crying as he's leaving. And then before he leaves, he makes a stop at Talon and goes, oh, uh, I'm just trying to figure out what you are. Your tattoo says sorcerer, but the crystal ball in your head says a fortune teller. See you guys later. Sherlock was very rude to this uh, gnome, and now he's gone. Yeah. Ho- right. Hope you're happy. I'm happy. Um. Who's, who else was no there? No place for racism in the in the spike tail. <laughs> yeah, Elf. Yes. Yeah, I'll sit down next to my Damn it. kin. <laughs> elf drinking wine alone. There's a bassinet next to her. Can I help you? Uh, is this seat taken? <sighs> she just turns away and is tending to her bassinet. Uh, I had a good friend named Alfred who could uh, play a mean bassinet. Do you intend to? <laughs> what? I'm just lying. <laughs> what? With a baby thing. A bassinet? Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of Dallas. Yes, isn't it? You can play a mean bassinet. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, what I'm is thinking... a bassinet? It's a, it's yeah, it's a baby cradle. Oh, yeah. No, I don't even <laughs> want to talk. No. I was thinking of it. Just walks it's there, instrument. says that, and then just walks away. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the comedian. You know, babies, right? All right, that's all I got to say. <laughs> 
<laughs> you so know. while Satan is pointing and you peer in, it's actually a pseudo dragon in the bassinet. It's, it's not even a baby. Yes. So she goes, we just, you just don't give up, do you? She picks up the bassinet and just enters the door that leads upstairs. You're just like driving everyone out of the physical park. <laughs> yeah, so you've, uh, wow, you have not made a lot of friends in this city. What do you think the bartender is there, the owner of the bar oh, thinks? Wow. I want you guys to stay here, but I think the brown mold's going to have to take this one too. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden you hear a rumbling. <laughs> Uh, am I am I up? It's like yeah, really so the brown talking, mold yeah, is a metaphor guy. for us. <laughs> <laughs> Have we come and just play yes. the location? Yeah, if, if you add all the colors together, you realize peach plus green plus blue is brown, and you were the brown mold. Yeah. It's just like bed bugs. Like one of us had a little fiber bulb with us, and now we just spread it everywhere. Uh, so can I... I bought the guy a drink. Yeah. You guys put up a pretty mean fight there. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you guys look like adventurers. Where are you coming from? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Mm. <laughs> Let me see that smile. <laughs> oh, come on. Mm, we're on our way back from Bulmar. We just cleared out a whole bunch of quasits, a quasit infestation. Nice. How'd you get them? We used our weapons and our powers. You guys must be pretty strong then. Yeah. Sounds like someone's a strong little guy. <laughs> where are you guys heading next? I think you killed Liam. Well, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know where my other friends are now. They all ran away. They'll come back. How old is this person? Uh, I don't know, like 30. <laughs> uh, we're actually just looking for some work. You know where we can find some? Uh, as you say that, the bartender actually. You guys looking for uh, oh. work here? <laughs> sure, yeah, if you got some. Uh, do got some. As he points to a very large help wanted sign <laughs> up, up above. What kind of work you got? Uh, well, I've got some uh, temporary work here and some uh, long-term work. What you in the mood for? Just passing through, temporary. Yeah. What's all your guys' stories? He says this to all of you. Thaddeus is still racking his brain about the riddle, unless you can figure it out right <laughs> I now. Think gold. That was his answer. Right? <laughs> I I do know the riddle. If you need to ask for help, but I was. You can phone a friend later. Tell him we were on a train, got wrecked by some uh, crazy uh, demons, and uh, we've just been wandering the wilderness. You know, typical. Couple weeks. As you do. As one so you go into in depth about this whole train. Sherlock talks about Jane Allen and the whole thing, and he just looks at you and goes, Are you, are you guys serious here? <laughs> Did you notice that the waiter's name was Dathic Shoulders, which is literally an anagram of Sherlock and Thaddeus? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not notice that every time you guys failed something, Jane seemed to get it right? Did you not notice that you had advantage on almost all of your abilities? When you guys asked Jane if she could fight, she said, I've been known to scratch. The cage that Bertio was held in is literally inaccessible. It was hanging from the roof, which you guys cut into. How did they get someone in it originally? (laughs) The super evil villains of Dooms is Doves Backwards, which I believe is the thing you want to do. And just how dang big is this place? It had a wine cellar and a working restaurant. (laughs) None of this seemed suspicious to you at the time. (laughs) Well, uh, I guess temporary work is possible. Uh, First of all, do you all have money to buy food here? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, all right. Well, I'm sorry to say this, then. You probably don't want to. Uh, I got a rat infestation from about a year now. Those uh, mother huskers have been left one bag unfucked with down there. I've put down mouse traps. I've put down cats. Nothing seems to be working. Cats. <laughs> I'll pay you. I'll pay you a gold piece of tail to head down there and do some damage. I pick up my hammer. Bash some rats. <laughs> That's a rat hammer. What's the uh, the permanent work? Uh, listen, I'm a chef. I'm not a bartender. I need someone with fast hands who can mix drinks. 
Yo. <laughs> well, I, I do I jazz seem, hands in front of me. I seem to have a trait called fast hands. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I have the, uh, the bartending trait, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, give it a shot. It's so, going to be like that scene in Cocktail. Where <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's going to have anyone who wants to be his bartender can, can try to be his bartender with a sleight of hand or performance check. Yes. Except for Thaddeus, he's still trying to figure out the riddle. Unless you'll, you'll be distracted enough when your friends start mixing drinks all of a sudden. <laughs> 22. 15. Oh. <laughs> uh, 24. Really? 20. I rolled a 20. <laughs> uh, so it goes in order. So Azir tries first with his, he thinks his card playing skills would transfer over. He's just like shuffling this wine around and beer. He pours it all in some glass. He ends up dropping the whole glass in the mug, then pours the mug into, with the glass into it, uh, falling it on the floor. Then he tries to kick it with his feet to catch it, just sends it across the room. So it's not that good. Uh, with the fast hands, Sherlock actually makes a magnificent bartender and is just moving all the things around. He takes a lime out, throws it in the air, uh, takes a crossbow and shoots it. The lime just splits in two as it hits, as it hits, hits, hits two drinks. I expend one bolt. <laughs> bolt falls back into a glass and uh, Sherlock attaches a tiny umbrella to the top of it and slides across the table. The bartender is very, very impressed. Can I somehow incorporate the screaming shurikens in this routine? <laughs> Uh, so then Talon goes that, and says, this is pretty good. Drink. That was actually, no, so what I was going to, oh yeah, that's a good idea. No, what I was actually going to do to end the bar fight, I was just going to use the Misty Step to like go on top of the bar and then throw the shuriken <laughs> up to get everybody's attention and like buy everybody a drink. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so, so Talon, who has been pressed with Sherlock, has to get his A game up, uh, takes four glasses all at once, fills them up with booze, takes out his fireball, his fireball, and just lights them all on fire and then blows them all at the same time, puts one aside, takes out the three throwing stars, starts juggling them as they're going, wee, and then throws them in the drink as they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he takes three beers with one hand, tosses them on the table with the shurikens on them, takes the fourth beer and downs it in one gulp to show he's also a good drinker. Uh, he's just blowing them all away. Uh, the bartender stops for a second and goes, my God, that is the that is the single best bartender I've ever seen. Uh, except for you, son. I appreciate your time. Uh, I do need a... I'll go get those rats. <laughs> uh, if, if you do a good job sweeping, I'm sure I could use a sweeper of some sort. There's a lot of glass on the ground, though. It's near my feet, if you wouldn't mind uh, cleaning it up. And you, son, uh, the answer's echo, in case you weren't paying attention. I was listening. Uh <laughs> Why don't you come on back here uh, and help this poor guy uh, get some rats when he's done sweeping up? Okay. All so right. this is where we live now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, nice. we've killed a couple inhabitants, and now. <laughs> so uh, it looks like he's happy with Sherlock and Talon, like tag teaming this uh, bartender thing for the time being. Um, well, at least I mean he said full time work. You guys don't know the details yet. Fairly know it doesn't pay enough. Right now, he doesn't need anyone. He just needs you guys to get the rats out. If you want to help Azir and Thaddeus, you don't. You don't have to. If you just want to hang out here and <laughs> hang out with all the other cool people, while Azir and Thaddeus go down and fight rats. Can you handle rats? <laughs> well, well it depends on how big they are. I guess I'll go with them. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep the, uh, the the gold from the Was, was the, uh, the genocide impressed with my bartending skills? The genocide is over there. You catch her eye and she turns away like she wants to pretend she hasn't been looking at you. Oh. She twirls her water hair. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> nice. Uh, this is where I live now. I'm dating a stripper <laughs> who's made of water. She's not a stripper. She's in med school. She's just <laughs> paying it all once. This um, is, I'm happy here. This is where my journey ends. This right. is where I start DMing. <laughs> all right, just give me your token. I'm going to crush it like a survivor no, when you're voted off the island. This is now just a drink. <laughs> uh, yeah. Flaming drink. You got a flaming Dr. Pepper? Um, Ooh, maybe the whistle calls rats. Yeah, you never used the... Oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't use that. You should not use the whistle <laughs> until I'm out of the building. 
you guys need an idea though, because if you're, you're going to stay here, you need lodging and stuff. You can't afford too much lodging. Well, we just got gold from the rat killing, right? You said yeah. a, a gold per tail, no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many rats were there? <laughs> There's just two. He <laughs> <laughs> couldn't handle those two rats. <laughs> They flanked him every time. <laughs> they flanked him. <laughs> Sneak attack. <laughs> the owner of the bar, whose name is Spike, uh, Spike of Spike Hill Spike Bar, um, offers you food and lodging for eight silver pieces a day. So Spike's going to offer Sherlock and a Talon the ability to bartend for tips, which you'd be able to clear eight silver pieces a day. Uh, you went down there and you smashed 20 rats. You think you got the problem fixed. That was temporary. Thaddeus and Azir are going to have to find other work somewhere else if they're going to want to stick around unless they want to just mooch off your guys' lodging. I'm perfectly happy mooching. <laughs> um, is there, I mean... Fine, but they got to sleep in the bathtub and we get the beds. <laughs> All right. That's how you do it. No girls. There is a, there is a bed like per room, though. Um, Can I stay with the genocide in her... <laughs> Bathtub? <laughs> I don't know where they sleep. <laughs> She's not made of water. You can figure out all these plants later. You've been in this town for forty-five minutes, yeah. so. Yeah. So everybody had five gold. Um, I guess. I guess we should probably seek out the captain, right? Yes. I'm yes. gonna wait till he comes to me. <laughs> While waiting around, talking to Spike about these possible. Uh, Financial opportunities. Um, you guys don't acquire what you can do with your lives right now. You need money to travel. You can't travel on a combined less than what fifty gold pieces at this point, and enough arrows to last a couple two battles maybe. <laughs> so while you're all figuring out what to do, possibly pursuing bartending instead of finding your sister or joining Doves, or well, I guess Thaddeus achieved his goals of getting gold, <laughs> and Talon's dream of banging water genocide. <laughs> I somehow absorbed Alfred's yeah. uh, goals in this. So uh, while you guys are talking, all of a sudden you hear this. Slam! What's going on in here? A booming voice somehow carries above all the noise. Everyone turns to the entrance door. There, standing in it, long hair just blowing in the wind, chest pumped out, one arm on the door, one arm on his hip, sad, grizzled, but stern eyes that seem to be looking at every square inch of the place. I heard there were some kerfuffles going on in here earlier. He takes a step in. His shoes make a hard clacking sound on the wood, even though he's wearing sneakers. <laughs> he doesn't move his neck as he moves further and further into the room, his omnipotent gaze just still paralyzing you all. You four troublemakers, the guys we found at the Thrakreen pit? Uh, no, sir. There was a brawl. Not a kerfuffle, but um, <laughs> are you upgrading it? <laughs> no, that's what they were saying. Brawl, yeah. not a kerfuffle. Except for Steve. Yeah, Steve didn't didn't get it right. Uh, no, sir. We were we were just um, you know how it is. People were picking on the newcomers, but uh, we had to stand our ground. So no hard feelings. But you were from the Thrycreen Pit. That is correct. Yeah, that, that was the uh, main subject. <laughs> <laughs> come with me. He motions uh, you guys to come sit at one of the tables. Debrief me on the situation here. What are these Thrycreen capable of? They've been running havoc on our town. What are they What are they doing to your town? <sighs> It's a terrible story. He goes off on the same story about the uh, about the Ramjron family and the mishap of the little girl killed in the house. How sad it was that Arid came here to fix the town, and then he he fell ill and died, and that all the woman has left, Patsy has left, was Benicia, and now she was killed too. So they were hell bent on finding these Thrycreen. So, if you want the whole story, I'm sure we could go visit the Ramjron family. I'm sure Patsy would like to hear firsthand what you guys did to those Thrycreen. I say I would like to hear the whole story, and I like pull back my coat, and there's like the magnifying glasses. <laughs> In, like, a holster. <laughs> he goes and pulls back his coat to reveal a telescope in his holster. Just stares you down. <laughs> I got nothing to compensate for. 
right. Um, as the three of you are leaving, everyone close your ears except for Talon. As the three of you are leaving, you like keep getting pelted by like these water things in your eyes. You're looking around. You turn around, and it's the Genocide who makes the call me sign, which makes no sense because there are no phones. But she was getting your attention by pestering your eyes with water, so she is interested in you. Nice. You don't you don't need to tell the guys though if you don't want to. Nice. I, I know it's embarrassing. Can I do like the uh, the wink and the gun? Yeah, and you do that. You uh, flick on the little fire yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just hit it with the water. With, with her thumb. Uh, so you guys can make some, some sweet, sweet steam Can we later. send, like, a little bit and then create steam in the middle? Yes. Like in a heart shape? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Nice. All right. Uh, you guys all follow the captain down to this farm. The place she's at is the only, besides the bar, the only place that's not crops. It's all this flower garden. Um, you show up to a house that's filled with flowers instead of crops like the other ones. Uh, the captain knocks on the door and a woman wearing all black answers it. The captain explains who the four of you are. And she somberly invites you in to her little, her modest-sized house. As I said, Arid was a rich man who just settled down here. She sits down. The captain says, please explain the story to these people, what happened. And she looks off the distance and says, I was out for the first time in almost a year trying to continue the legacy of my dear Arid. I was off to a meetup with another organic biologist and give him some of Arid's seeds so his work could live on. It was about a two days journey. I went with our gardener, Phanasier, as my bodyguard to make sure nothing happened that would orphan my poor Benicia. My trip took a couple more days than usual. We, we got lost, and once we arrived, the scientists wanted to hear more of Arid's work. When I came back a week later, I entered the house to find a bloodbath. The nanny's neck had, been, had a hole pierced right through it. I walked into the bedroom to see a Thrycreen fast asleep on my bed, probably resting up so he could travel by nightfall. I grabbed one of my late husband's awards from the shelf and tried to bash its head, and it wasn't enough force, and he just woke up and ran out. I would have followed him, but it was at, it was, it was at that time I saw my poor, poor Benicia on the floor, just torn to shred by his claws. Those sick fucks and those savagery. Now all I have left in my entire life is this garden. She peers out large glass pane into the garden currently being attended by a tan shirtless elf the captain has his like hands in his lap and just nodding his head when i got there the poor girl had just uh, wounds all over herself that she hopefully died before uh, the large majority of them were inflicted but it was it was terrible uh to know that era died here this this poor woman's lost two family members in less than two years how did the husband die again? He fell ill. It was awful. He lost the ability to to speak first, and then it just consumed him. Do you know why? Have the Thrycreen attacked other people in this town? Well, we know they're... She interrupts the captain. We know they're savages. I mean, that's what they do. They consider anything that can walk and talk possible food sources. Do you have any motivation why they would have come to your house? Oh, I have no idea. Perhaps they were enticed by the garden or something. All I know is that they, that they took the last thing I had... She starts to cry and walks off into her bedroom. The captain's just nodding. Yeah, it's been real tough on this family and this town. While she's out, can I just ask the captain? Like, she can't hear yeah. us, right? So can I ask the captain the same thing, whether anyone else has had attacks on them? Not that I know of, but uh, I'm aware of the Thrycreen, and I've, I've heard their stories. Uh, I'm not surprised by this. Did you ever have to deal with the Thrycreen before this incident? No, nope. it's the first one I know of, of any of them uh, coming into town and attacking. Uh, we built larger fences, and we have someone manning the drawbridge now. Did anybody see them enter? No, all we have is the eyewitness of Patsia. 
And no one saw them leave either. Uh, correct. Uh, he probably uh, ran out fast. I mean, it's uh, if he ran through the fields, it's tough. Did to... anyone inspect the bodies afterwards? I'm the coroner. I did inspect them. Sure enough. Which kind of coroner? <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, the nanny had just a hole pierced straight through here, possibly from the pincers. Uh, and the poor girl just had these nasty, these four just awful claw marks all over her body, tearing her up. I don't say this directly to the captain. It's like, huh, I remember when they were fighting, it looked like they were using weapons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that like the scene of where this all happened has been all this was cleaned up weeks ago. It's a job for Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> was the captain the one that sent the band of people in that big brawl? It was pretty much a whole. It was a group effort. They, as a town, they decided from, that this from was this town. Though, yeah. this is where everybody came from. Do you have any idea where the Thrycreen would have ran off to after the fight? Well, I assume back to the pit. That's where we had our scouts looking out for them. When we found them, we had those mercenaries show up who rescued the four of you as well. So you think they went back there after they ran off? Oh, I assume so. I assume this Thrycreen came in here. Uh, did some damage. What did, what's your next plan? Are you going to go back and attack? Again? No, we've cleared the nest out and we've seen the damage. I think they know who sent them. They're not dumb. They'll probably not come here again. If you don't mind, we'd like to stay in town for a while. I think uh, my friends Talon and and Sherlock have gigs at the at Spike's uh, Spike Spike, Spike Tail. Oh yeah, I heard about that rat problem. Uh, well, bartending. I think oh, they'll okay. be bartending. <laughs> Uh, rats serving drinks to small rats. <laughs> do, you have, uh, do you have any other jobs for us while we're here? Uh, well, I'm in need of a detective, but since none of you are detectives, and he leaves before Sherlock can even say anything. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm, uh, I mean, I see over there, boy, kind of itching to pipe up about the situation. I see your magnifying glass. It's magnificent. <laughs> Thank you. I, I just... I'm still trying to put the pieces together in my head, but is there any other pieces of evidence that you that you collected? Nope, nope. You didn't see any tracks? Uh... Now that you mention it, no. There wasn't any problems. Well, actually, in the backyard, there was some damage done to the flower bed. Can we go look at this backyard? What's up, Critters? Just wanted to remind you that if you can't get enough Roll to Hit, we have our spinoff show, Roll to Hit Adventures, live-streamed on YouTube once a month. You can see the faces of the voices you already know and love playing all new characters in official Dungeons and Dragons Adventurers League campaigns, which you can find by searching YouTube for The Cometist. The show is DM'd by the wonderfully talented Tim. To get updates on when you can tune in to our next live show, make sure to subscribe. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and now, back to the show. He opens up the glass door, the shirtless tan elf looks up, and he goes, oh, hello. And this is like what leads to the backyard? Yeah, this is the, the backyard is one big flower garden. The captain says that Arid was a botanist foremost. He loved flowers. He just had a knack for also crops and knew that people couldn't survive off flowers the way he could. He always enjoyed his garden. Patsia said she was visiting a place to give some of his seeds so he could live on through these seeds. That was like his last legacy. What's this guy's name, this elf? Phoenicia. The gardener was the one she said she went with as, oh, as, as the bodyguard, yeah. Let's talk to the elf. Yeah, and the, this this glass door, like, it wasn't smashed or anything? No. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so we asked him, uh, I would like to ask him, I introduced myself, make pleasantries. Um, do you have, like, an elf thing that you do? Like, uh, like an avatar where you put your hair together? No. Mm. I'm not like any other elf on this, <laughs> on, on the surface. Hello. Uh, hi. <laughs> Finizier. Uh, did did uh, you go on a trip with... Uh, Patsia? Oh, Uh, yes, we deliver the seeds. Okay. Uh, What kind of seeds were they? Uh, Flower seeds. Do do you still have flowers that make those seeds here? Um, Yes, these flowers here. 
Okay, they're very nice. Um, how how long did you know uh, the family? Oh, I've been in Gardner three years now. You you didn't come here with them? No. Is there anything different about those flowers? No, they're flowers. They're pretty. <laughs> How's uh, Patricia been doing? How was she doing before? She very sad. Uh, did did she ever? Did she and um, Arid ever ever fight? No, no fighting. Uh, how about uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago when the uh, when the thrycreen was here? Did that uh, giant bug trample your flowers? Uh, the thrycreen killed the nanny. Then he took a nap. Then he killed the Benicia. Uh, so, why do you think he killed the nanny and then took a nap and then woke up and killed the daughter? Uh, they all did. Oh, okay. It seems weird to take a nap in between killing somebody. I don't. People. I don't know. Hey, uh, Captain, can you show me the uh, the room where uh, all this happened? The captain goes, "Oh, what?" He was smelling flowers, and he goes, "Oh, yeah, sure." And I and I look back at Thaddeus, and I'm just like, "Zone of truth." <laughs> Wink. So the, the captain walks in, and he goes, "Yep." This is the room here. Uh, this is where the bloodstain was. It's been cleaned up nicely. It was an absolute mess. It was. It was. It was the worst I've ever seen. I mean, I'm a. I'm a captain from a small town. I've. I've been in the wars, but uh, this was brutal. I've. I've never seen a child this torn up. As for the nanny, that was in the kitchen on the tile floor. She was found with a hole straight through her neck. What was that from? I just small talking. We're, we're guessing it was from the pincers. Uh, the thrycreen do a very large mandibles. We're guessing it bit her uh, to sever the esophagus. She basically uh, choked to death on her own blood. I'm going to uh, cast another truth. So he's going to know yeah. that he's, he's under a spell, and he has to. He doesn't have to answer questions. He just has to answer truthfully if, if you ask him. Yeah, and um, let's see. So you should probably. I don't know. That seems like a rude thing to do without telling. Right? It's just a dick move. It is, but if we need to get something out of him, because he seems like a shady one. I think he's okay. Yeah, it's against your spell casting ability, right? Charisma saving throw. Yep. Against what's your spell casting? Fifteen. Okay, so you know that he fails. Fanazir, can can you point out where where the flowers were trampled? The the captain said there were some trampled flowers. Oh, the, uh, yes, there were trampled flowers. Can you can you show me? Uh, these ones here and these here. He leads a path going to the corner of one of the flowers. Just a short path, or like yeah, just the a short path of the property. Uh, no, just a couple. He just pointed. He's just pointing to random flowers that he says were trampled at some point, and he, it all leads up to one flower in the corner. Okay, can you tell me what kind of flower this is here? Yes, I know what flower it is. Please tell me. Acanthum uh, <laughs> napilius. Can you spell that for me? So, oddly enough, you actually know what this is, Azir, because of a hilarious backstory of when you were looking up in a dictionary what monks were. And next to monks is a flower called monk's hood. Yes. That's right. Also, I was looking for monk pants. (laughs) So, monk's hood, also known as wolf's bane or uh, leopard's bane, is actually a very poisonous flower. And one of the first things it does when eaten is it reduces speech abilities. Hmm. So I, I say, uh, th- that's, uh, why do you have this flower here? Have uh, you been growing this long? No, it's very pretty. Uh, it is indeed. Have you been growing it long? It's purple. <laughs> how, how long has it been here? Uh, many years. Three years? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Azir has a, has a notebook. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did you plant this flower? Uh, no. 
Do you know who planted the flower? Yes. Please tell me who planted the flower. He shakes his head back and forth. <laughs> Did Patsia plant this flower? He just stares at you. Just sweat is just forming on his forehead. <laughs> just... I, I take out my handkerchief. <laughs> his forehead. And then uh, wring it out. And like, let me get that for you. Uh, Good cop. So did, um, did Patsia plant this flower? Do you know? Yes? <laughs> you can see he's just, it's just this vein on his head is just growing as he's trying not to say anything while still feeling compulsed to say something and just shaking. There's now he's watering the plants with his flop sweat just like a sprinkler system. <laughs> Talon, could you go get the captain for me? Sure. I'll... And, and Sherlock? <laughs> no, no, leave that alone. <laughs> I'll go get the captain. Now you gotta do it because you said you would and you're in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he was really going to go back to the bar. <laughs> so, you're getting the captain. Are they both going to walk into the zone, though? No, I think. Well, I don't think. I mean, it lasts works. for 10 minutes. I thought it was just. You're going you, to angle it in such a way that's tough for anyone to walk into it? I mean, how would I even do that? I mean, because we were walking around. It's a sphere. So. Um, oh, I thought it was just like you cast it once and anyone in that. It has an effect. When they enter it, it also does the same yeah, yeah, thing. Like, I mean, if, if he comes into the zone, if the captain comes into the zone, just tell him, hey, we, we yeah, have the zone yeah. here. So he's back? Yep, the captain's there. He's confused what the hell's going on. He just wanted you guys to debrief Patsia, and now you guys are kind of investigating. Uh, yeah, Captain, so um, if I'm honest, I am a bit of a botanist myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I've noticed that this, uh, this monk's hood flower, or commonly called wolfsbane flower, is here in the corner. You might be interested to know that wolfsbane can be turned into a poison, which one of the effects is that the victim loses speech. Okay. <clears throat> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Yep, uh, Aaron had a lot of plants here. Uh, some some alchemists came by sometime and were using some of them. Some mages. Uh, he was a really great man. It's very sad he's gone. Indeed, it is. Did he tell us about the work that he did? Arid? No, just that he was a genius botanist. His claim to fame was that he helped create a town of crops so everyone could survive did off of Did he create, like, how, how old is the town? Uh, I mean, hundreds of years old. But. Okay. Can I ask if he kept a journal or anything like that? Sorry, I guess more to his find the wife again. She was crying in I, the bedroom. Yeah, can I find her and see if she had, like, he kept a journal or something, anything like that? Okay, you're going to walk back in the house and knock on the door? Yeah. All right. Well, the cabinet outside here is a knocking and walks inside and sees you knocking on the door and is saying, what the hell do you think you're doing? What do you mean? We were just talking to her. She, she's, she's in there crying, mourning the, all right, I think we're done here. Hey, Captain, did uh, Patricia say that, <laughs> that Fenazir was, he was, he must have been there too, right? No, he was, he was accompanying her along the trip. And he was the bodyguard. And then, but when they all came back and saw everything, right? Yeah. Did he, did he see the Thrycreen? No, no one saw the Thrycreen. It, it was just Patsia. I don't, what, what are you insinuating? Where, where was he? I, I don't know. I, I don't bother interviewing, interviewing Gardner. He's probably in the garden. But, I mean, wouldn't Patricia... Patsia, yes. Wouldn't Patsia have, like, when she screamed or something, you would think he would have, if he was a bodyguard, come and say, like, what's up? I guess. Did you ever ask him what happened? No, I don't talk much to gardeners. I was asking for the core details from Patsia. Let's go ask him what happened. Yeah, let's ask him right now, Fenazir. Uh, what did happen when you came back from the trip? Did you hear uh, the lady of the house scream? He's just staring at all of you, his eyes moving back and forth. He's not saying anything. Did you see anything suspicious? He was uh, dead. Uh, Benicia dead. The nanny dead. Did you see the thrycreen? I did not see any thrycreen. Did you hear any commotion uh, coming from the house once she returned? (sighs) (laughs) 
is my lunch time in 20 minutes. <laughs> Great. So we can finish this conversation and probably get you off to lunch in 15 minutes. Just the, answer the question. So the captain starts to notice the oddness in Phanasia's speech uh, and begins going, No, no, Phanasia, really, where were you on the night of Phanasia's uh, death? Uh, came back to the house with Patsia. So you saw the Thrycreen, right? No. Did you Was hear there? the Thrycreen? No. Was there a Thrycreen? <laughs> Was there a Thrycreen? The Thrycreen are mantis-like creatures. <laughs> Was there a Thrycreen in the house? Six feet in height. Did the Thrycreen kill the, the girl and the nanny? I don't, I don't see who killed them. But you know who killed them. Ask it in the sense. Uh, please state that in a, in a can question. You, can you state who killed them? Okay, here's the story. He bends down and picks up a trowel and throws it at Sherlock and just takes off. <laughs> the captain then runs through here. As he's running, he passes the stone of truth. <laughs> Passes through and goes, oh, I'm a fucking terrible detective! As he's... <laughs> <laughs> As, as he goes and stomps a bunch of flowers and hurdles the fence, and he's, he's chasing down a Phoenician. Uh, as all of you are just left alone in the house, now with the woman in the other room, but you guys are now alone in the house. I, I say two of us should run after him, and two of us should... Uh, st- yeah, let's split up. I mean, I think we can handle a gardener and a, a sad woman. Yeah, because she killed everybody who lived in that house previously. But, okay, I'm going to go chase after the, uh, the elf because I'm really fast. Okay. You're also very fast. Well, that's, you legs. can do that. Yeah, double dash or something, right? Yeah. Okay, how fast can you move on any given turn? So cunning action lets me use a bonus action to dash right. so I can run 75 feet. That's possible. Is there? Can you do step of the wind for X amount of turns, Azir? Uh, I have to spend a key point. So right. So since it, we haven't taken a long rest, I have two extra key points. So you can, Sherlock can or run 75 remain. every single time. Azir can run how much to start? Well, I mean, if I dash, I run 80 every time, and then I can do <laughs> another dash two more times. So you can run 160 feet in six seconds? <laughs> you catch if, if I needed to. Okay. Uh, well, he is a head start, and he, he's hopped over the flowers. Um, you could probably get him at 160 feet if you wanted to spend a key point. Uh, so the... The key point would put me at... One key point would put me at 120 feet. Okay. All right, so Sherlock and Azir take off running faster than you've ever seen them ever run. Like, they're just... You guys are just watching in the distance, and you turn to look at Azir and Sherlock. They're gone. You turn back, and they've already hopped the fence. (laughs) Thaddeus is still trying to figure out, why was the answer echo to that riddle? (laughs) (laughs) And and Talon's just fantasizing about the water genocide um, as you just stand there. As they take off running, Azir, you're very close to catching him on turn one. You'll be able to catch him turn two without taking any sort of extra movement. Did we run by the captain? (laughs) Oh, yeah, he left the captain completely at this point. So he's chasing after them with his sneakers and his telescope and his holster. And you just zoom straight past him. He spins around, like, comically, like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then Sherlock zooms past him, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's just ball spin around. What are you guys doing for these six seconds while your friends (laughs) ran away? Uh, So we're just in the house? You're you're in the garden. the house, in the garden. Oh. Backyard. I guess I'll try to see if the woman's all right. Okay, so you guys are going to head back yeah. inside. Turn two, you've got into the point of the uh, gardener. I want to try to hit him and do a stunning strike. Nice. Uh, if I hit him, I can spend one key point to uh, make him stunned for one turn. Just don't kill him. Probably has like four health. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to do an unarmed attack. I think I hit. Uh, 26. AC, yeah. And, uh, 27 AC. <laughs> that gardening armor. <laughs> so um, it's 
non-lethal attack. Uh, shit. M <laughs> for 10. Uh, and I spend one key point so that he has to do a um, constitution saving throw or be stunned. Should be 15. He does not save it. He should fall prone and be stunned. Take out that rope! From my my kilt of holding. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he's now incapacitated, incapacitated. Incapacitated. He just planks right there on the ground. He can't move. He's speaking in gibberish. He's going to fail any strength and dex throws at this time. Uh, and attack rolls have advantage if you want to rough him up. Uh, no, I just want to... I'll, I'll bind him in the rope. Okay. So you're pulling his rope out of nowhere from your kilt. <laughs> you tie him up. You, you leave the rope attached to your kilt. So you're just walking, dragging him behind. <laughs> so you're uh, about 160 feet away from everyone. So for these two or three turns, what are you trying to do to that house when it's just the two of you? Uh, I guess just try to find the lady and console her. Make sure she's okay. <laughs> what? I don't think you were paying attention at all. What do you mean she was crying? <laughs> What are you going to do? Stand around her house? Knock on the door? No, whatever. I'll just leave it. Fine. Thaddeus, are you going to even do anything? <laughs> go, go back to the bar. <laughs> you're going to leave them all? No, I'll just wait for them. All right. So you're all going to wait. Uh, as the two of you head back, you're carrying the body behind you. The captain is just out of breath going, you, you get it. You're the fast killer. <laughs> <laughs> so the gang's all back together? Yes. Hey, did you guys check up to make sure that old lady didn't escape? Yeah. Did you check in on the old lady? I don't think she's that old. Is she that old? No, she's young. She's like 32. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking knock on the door again. Okay, you knock on the door. There's no answer. The I... captain bangs on the door, but there's no answer. He goes, oh, god damn it, and kicks down the door. There's an open window. The drawers are all open, and there's no one currently in there. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. You didn't see a lady run out of the house while you guys were just smelling roses? Yeah, Talon. <laughs> Can I look around the house then? Oh, yeah, look for the non-person. No, I'm not looking for her. <laughs> uh, sure, what are you looking for? I'm then? looking for any journal that the, the guy kept. That's what I'm trying to find. Any Anything that he might have written in or kept records of. You can start pulling through drawers, but any sort of lab he may have had has been converted to something. You're not sure what. There's there's nothing here to indicate there was a botanist here. No books or anything? No, everything that seemed to be his is now gone from this house. Is there a basement or an attic or something? Like no. Right. So while you're looking around, uh, the captain is now flipping out uh, because he has the gardener, but he now thinks his prime suspect and possibly a triple murder has escaped. Um... You guys really fucked this up. His ear. The whistle. <laughs> Sound the alarm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do yeah, I'm going to blow whistle. the whistle. All right. Just blow a whistle. So you take out the it's whistle. All our ears you blow bleed. it. It's going to be awesome. We're all going to fall asleep or something. <laughs> you blow it and you wait. And from inside the garden where you just were, two cats kind of peek yes. their head out. Did you see any old women running? <laughs> talk to small beasts. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to use it. They can't talk back to you, though, remember? You can just, just talk ask, to them. Ask them to uh, track down uh, a lady Find, find the lady whose house this is. Uh, Go! The, the cat begins to lick its testicles. Yes. It's not neutered? No. I, I turn to the, the, the <laughs> captain. What kind of... Well, I've never seen this cat before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> kind of operation you're running around here? Letting wild cats go. Captain, where do you think she went? I don't know. I think this one's a lost cause, guys. If she's escaped the town, she could be anywhere now. I think um, we should probably... Do you have a jail in this town? Yep. 
Yep, it's uh, uh, back my detective's office. Let's get this gardener to your uh, your detective's office and um, maybe hold him for further questioning. <laughs> All right, uh, I think I can take it from from here, the guys. You made quite a name for yourself. Have fun being the bartenders and rat killers, <laughs> but this do, do, this do, town's mine. Do you, <laughs> is he in the zone of truth when he said? <laughs> do you need help? I'm sure we could always use a a clerical man. Not like a cleric, like someone who does clerical work. So, like, <laughs> uh, so you guys kind of uh, very inauspicious start to your time at Bayogate. The, the people hear of your antics of uh, beating up a bunch of blowhards at the bar, of chasing down what they thought to be the perfect lost marriage of Aaron and Patsia. Tal makes name as the bartender because I think Sherlock's going to work at the police's police office. Yep. Not making a lot of money. That is what he's going to do in this town. Um. Let's see. He establishes the first bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, with no intelligence. Time to get your job as a uh, bodyguard. They see how much how much chaos there is at that bar. Uh, Spike's getting too old to beat them up themselves. I'm down with that. Bouncer. All right, Azir, what is your job? Catman. <laughs> and Azir becomes a crazy catman <laughs> in the basement of the bar. So this is the part of the story where it fades to black and comes back up that says four months later. Next time on Roll to Hit. You guys have been in this town for four months. Are we fully rested? Uh, if you spent a week in a desert, I'm sure you could spend two days on a road. This big box <laughs> needs to go to a different city. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with your head, huh? You tits in the head? He just needs big, tough guys who aren't going to get hijacked on the street. Those of you guys loose ends because Thaddeus has no friends. How in the hell? <laughs> Sometimes you just need a cat to cuddle. I've never been more upset on a human being in my entire life. I feel like that's going to end very badly for her, though. Because <laughs> companions we tend to pick up die in the process. Hey, this is Paul from Roll to Hit, also known as Sherlock Gnomes. Uh, you can check out a lot of other great podcasts at thecommentist.com. That's the podcast network that Roll to Hit is a part of. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find all of our podcasts. So, uh, yeah, please check those out, and uh, thank you. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a comment. And I love you. The bartender actually says, Work! Hold on, he had a voice. What was Spike's voice? Yeah, he's like a hickish. No, no, that's the shop. Oh, that was the shop. Yeah. This no, guy's I think this guy had a. No, no, no. We haven't talked to him yet. Okay. It was kind of like it was kind of like a Michael Keaton, Beetlejuice from. Uh, <laughs> you guys looking for a work oh. here?